You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. As I've uh, grown older, um, uh, each year I've dropped holidays from my calendar that I don't think apply anymore. <laughs> and this year, I'm proud to say that I dropped Valentine's Day. Yeah. Now, let's get it, clear things up. I'm not saying we shouldn't uh, have a holiday of love. Just that in fucking February! It doesn't belong there. It does not belong there. And if you ladies want this holiday because it's your holiday, we're not going to even argue about that, are we? Because if you don't realize that men don't give a shit about it, and they don't. And if your husband is telling you that he does, then you have tortured him like some kind of prisoner of war. It's Valentine's Day, or at least Valentine's Day week. Last year, we did a whole special for Valentine's Day on the band Heart. This year, we decided to take a little bit different approach and talk about, well, anti-Valentine's Days. So it's not love, Sonny. It's not love, baby. I want to start by saying, Nicole, I love you. <laughs> don't, make, don't let this episode make you think any different. 
Yes. So I guess we should put a disclaimer at the beginning of this episode saying that Sonny and myself are very happily married, but we figured everybody was going to do songs about love and do, you know, episodes about Valentine's and, and things like that. So we just figured we'd take a left turn and do a little bit different episode because certainly for everybody that's in love on Valentine's Day, I think there are probably equally as many people that are by themselves or out of love. Right. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. So this ugly mug that is talking to you right now, the last time I was not in a relationship on Valentine's Day was Valentine's Day 1991. (laughs) Okay. I guess for me, the last time I wasn't in a relationship on Valentine's Day would have been 2006. That was a long time ago. And your mug is a lot uglier than mine. Yeah. Well, I keep it nice and trim. It looks good to some people. So before we get into the episode, because I, I got to ask you this, because I've seen it live, so you have to explain it to me, since we're doing anti-Valentine, and I'll tell you my story too. What happens in a Stephen Michael and Jen argument? How does the argument start? Where does it go? And how does it finally come to an end? Okay, everybody is going to go, this is total bullshit. But honestly, there is so very little drama in mine and my wife's relationship. Look, have we argued before? Of course we've argued before. And the thing that keeps our relationship in really good shape is that I think that one or both of us is able to walk away, let it roll off the back, and kind of forget about it. We don't take it to the grave with us, basically. And so our relationship works. There's a lot of screaming and hollering on my part. She's much more calmer than me, but generally... Once all is said and done, cooler heads prevail, you walk away, you come back and you work it out, whatever it is. And it's worked and it's kept working for our entire relationship. And I think that's why I love it so much. Yeah. For me and Nicole, it is rarely Nicole's fault. And I can't even say it's her fault when this happens, but we both have type A personalities and we're both like organizational freaks. So when that runs into each other, That's usually a tough one to get by because I'll kind of dig my heels in and want it a certain way just because I'm type A. Besides that, 99% of our disagreements, arguments, one being mad at the other is I did something to make her mad. And I am a guy who is always testing the line. If the line is at three-fourths, I take it to the next step just to see if it's going to be a little bit past that someday. Make her mad and come right back to three-fourths if that makes sense. But that's me. So I'm usually the one always needling, it feels like. And then it ends with, of course, me apologizing because I shouldn't have done this shit to begin with. You talked about you and Nicole being kind of similar in that you're both organizational freaks. Basically, what drives Jen and I into arguments is the exact opposite. I'm an organizational freak. She is not. And so that's really what starts a lot of the arguments for us is I got to have order. Otherwise, my brain is in chaos and it, I can't stand it. So that's the major difference in both of us. Yeah, I've seen the two of you and how your arguments go. They're quick. It's like you say something. She shakes her head. You call her stupid. She calls you dumb and you guys are done. And me and Nicole stand there going, that would never fly with us. To an outsider, a lot of what looks like arguments between Jen and I is really just goofing off. She and I talk about this all the time, which is if something bad happens to one or both of us and they pull the records from our personal electronic assistant, I won't say her name because it'll go off here in the room, but if they pull the records from that, they're going to be like, what the hell? (laughs) 
because <laughs> we we say stupid crap all the time <laughs> you know <laughs> just as a goof more or less because we're nuts uh well i'm nuts i should say so we have fun but uh it looks like an argument sometimes it's really not i don't know that we've ever had an argument in public maybe we have i don't know but <laughs> you weren't paying attention like usual yeah pretty much like i said i let it go it's not worth it life is too short as i like to say <laughs> all right so anyway this episode we're gonna look at what i would call the anti-valentine's day songs Sonny and i have both come up with about five songs each that take a different outlook on valentine's day and we're going to get into all of that and more but before we do that you know we got to do this it's time for the crank it up new music spotlight so tonight's Crank It Up New Music Spotlight comes to us from a band that we've featured in the past. I think probably it's been a couple of years since we played their last song on the podcast. They had a record out, I think, either last year or the year before last. It's a band called City of Lights. And City of Lights is a, basically a melodic rock band. And it's a collaboration between a British guy named Neil Austin, who's a guitarist and a songwriter, and a Greek singer named Manos Fatisa. I don't know. Fat sis is the way it looks, but I'm sure that's not how it's pronounced. Anyway, this guy's in a band called Odyssey, Desperado, and Hideaway, I think probably in Greece. Anyway, Frontiers, as they often do, they like to pair up these people. And Frontiers does a lot of pairing up of rock stars that you know, but they do a lot of pairing up of European artists that you probably don't know. I personally have never heard of either one of these two guys, but the Slash City or Lights record was pretty decent. It's very deep purplish in my opinion, and this song is really not that much different from that, but I kind of dig it and I dig the course, so check out this tune, Hearts on Fire.
right, so I checked it out on YouTube, and the first comment I have is, you no longer have to be pretty to be in rock. They proved that in the video. Not at all. I agree 150%. I thought the same thing because I watched the video today for the first time, and I had heard the song before I watched the video, and I went back to saying, yeah, that's why I don't like watching videos. I'll just listen to the music. (laughs) (laughs) And then this isn't too keyboardy for you. I mean, it's got lush keyboards. It's got lush keyboards and a lot of the city light stuff does have lush keyboards, but here's where they get me. And I'll talk specifically about this song is that they've got the guitar far enough up in the mix and the main riff is very guitar oriented. And I dig that. I really like the course. There's a airworm in the course with the background vocals that I kind of like. It sort of comes in right before the course. And I kind of dig that. Uh, and it kind of goes along with our theme, Hearts on Fire, sort of anti-Valentine's uh, Day. But yeah, overall, I kind of like this song. Yeah, it's a good song. I enjoyed it. I was just like, man, there's a lot of keyboard in that. I'm surprised Stephen picked this. Yeah, definitely for sure, uh, heavy keyboards. And again, one of the things that I kind of like about their keyboard sound is they use that sort of like Leslie Hammond uh organ sound, which is very deep purple to me. I like those sounds. That's a one kind of sort of keyboard sound that I can deal with, with a lot of those bands, White Snake, Deep Purples, bands like that. So yeah, check it out. City of Lights, Hearts on Fire. It's from an upcoming album that they've got coming out. Uh, you can go check out that single now. And And uh, hopefully you dig it. Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. So just like Stephen said, we picked five songs each, anti-Valentine. But we first were going to do five rock songs. And then I'm like, no, 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 we should do a couple from a different genre. Because the first song that had popped into my head was Said I Loved You But I Lied. Have you ever heard that song from Michael Bolton? Probably have, but I can't place it. So initially, I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally anti-Valentine. Said I Loved You But I Lied. I forgot the next line was, this is more than love I feel inside. I'm like, oh, that's not anti-Valentine at all. (laughs) So I knocked that one off my list. (laughs) But instead, here's the first two that I picked. So first song, of course, we're going to go with my buddy Jeff Scott Soto. And Soto's one of those guys, and this happens to a lot of singers that kind of started in the 80s or early 90s, is they're very relationship-type rock singers because that works, right? They never really got into the, you know, the screw this chick, party all night, do all kinds of drugs. I'm sure they got caught up in that stuff at some point, but that wasn't the major thing of what they sang about. It was all about relationships. So the first one that I picked, Jeff Scott Soto, On My Own. I absolutely love this song. So right now you got Glenn Sobel on drums, you got Howie Simon on guitar, and then Jeff Scott Soto doing both vocals and bass. This is off of his 2004's Lost in Translation solo album on Frontiers. And the song's all about, you're treating me like shit and I'm finally done. Now, whether it's being done to him or he's doing it to somebody, that part is unclear. So I don't know kind of what position he's singing the song from, but some of the lyrics... If life is a highway, then yours is a fast lane. Well, I'm sick of the lies. You insist of having your way. Now these chains are binding. I ain't buying. It's time for you to go. It's a really cool song. It's a total rocking song. It's not a ballad at all. So uh, you should check that song out.
my second song, and then I want to get your take on both of these songs, is a song most people probably haven't heard, and it's by a band called Masked Intruder, and the song is called Unrequited Love. So the stick with these guys is they're four guys, and they all wear ski masks on stage, hiding their identity. So nobody knows who they are. So literally, blue is on vocals and guitar, red is on drums, green is on guitar, yellow is the former bassist, and now they have purple, who's the current bassist. And... They have an officer, because they're in ski masks, they're supposed to be like robbers, kind of. They're kind of playing cops and robbers. So they've got an officer named Bradford, who's their like hype man at every show. The band is from Madison, Wisconsin. It's total like power punk, but they tour the states consistently. And this song is off their debut CD, released in 2012, and it's called Unrequited Love. And because of their shtick, I absolutely love these lyrics, because they're so simple. And they say, every single day is lonelier than the last. Cried so many tears that I had to wring out my mask. Eating my banana splits alone is awful cold. And life's so lonely when there's no one there to hold. I'm in love. Unrequited love. Nobody cares for me. Tears that I 
I mean, these guys are fun. So did you listen to these two songs and what'd you think about them? I did listen to both of these songs, as was my homework. The Jeff Scott Soto I love because that's my kind of Jeff Scott Soto, the rock and kind. And that's a killer tune on my own. That's rock and roll JSS at his best. Uh, and I totally dig it. And Mast Intruder. So <laughs> when you think you've got Sonny figured out, you don't got Sonny figured out. Mast Intruder, I remember when Jody have not got you into these guys and introduced you to these guys. And you've been a fan ever since. And that was a while back. So I listened to this song. And I couldn't help feeling a little bit sorry for the guys singing it. I felt his loneliness through his ski mask. I love the fact that their names are easy to pronounce. Green, red, blue. It's fantastic. I never have to worry about pronouncing some dude that lives in Sweden or Greece and can't pronounce it. So I dig it. I have yet to see them live. I hope to see them at some point. But I like this song. I mean, like you said, it's just a power pop punk song so it's well done yeah it's got that like 50s flavor which i always kind of like that flavor i used to you know hear those songs on happy days or whatever and it always was interesting to me look at you why don't you do something with your life <laughs> sit around here all day you contribute nothing to society <laughs> you're just taking up space <laughs> i mean how could i be with someone like you <laughs> respect myself so for my first two songs i'm going deep i'm playing a lot of bands that probably the majority of people don't know even for a grown-up rock some of these songs that i picked are pretty deep and it's basically because look there are a ton of anti-love songs out there from popular bands popular hard rock bands you could go through and find tons of them but i figured i'd go a little bit opposite i'm not a big lyric guy so i don't read too deeply into the lyrics i listen to it i like the music or i don't and then i get into the lyrics afterwards so the first song that i'm going to play for you is from a band called page 38 Yep, another band with a really, really, really dumb name. Page 38. These guys, we featured them on a Crank It Up Spotlight probably two plus years ago. They're from Canada and they released a five song EP and I love the EP. It's fantastic from start to finish. And they've got a song called No More Loving You. It's almost sort of a bad company type um it has almost a southerny feel to it, but it's just, it's gritty, it's rocking, and I dig it. I dig this band. Page 38. I just, I don't know what page 38 is. I don't know what's on page 38. That could be from any book, for all I know. I have no clue. But I do know they're from Canada, so if you get a chance, check it out. <laughs> I 
the second song is from a much newer band that was bought to me by my good friend there over across the mic, Sonny Hollywood Pooney, introduced me to the band Paralandra. And Paralandra has a great song on their new great record called Despicable. Cassandra, the singer from Paralandra, must have been done wrong in some sort of way because this song is definitely talking about that. So check out Paralandra with Despicable off their latest record, Street Magic. So the Page 38 song, it's a great riff. 
But that dude comes off as one pissed off dude. Good Lord, he was throwing some emotion in there. <laughs> so I enjoyed the song. The Paralandra song. So Cassandra has said in interviews that that whole song is about people were calling her out for what she was doing and not looking at their own shit. You know, saying, hey, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be doing this, this, and this instead because it's more ladylike or it's more, more blah. And she's looking across the way going, look at all the shit you're doing. Dude, cut it out. That's interesting because that is not how I read into that song or the lyrics, but that's cool. That's the beauty about lyrics meaning a lot of different things, right? For sure. Y'all know what I heard on today's show. Do y'all know who Donnie Dewitch is? Uh, that name's hard to say, Dewitch. Um, the big idea, Donnie Dewitch, he's some big advertising guy that's done like Nike. I don't know what all he's done, but anyway, nice looking man. He was on the Today Show with Matt Lauer and all them. They were talking about Valentine's, and they said that, that men really don't care about Valentine's Day. Um, that women, it's more for women, and that you need to buy your wife and girlfriend, you know, nifty things on Valentine's Day. And they said, what do men want? And he said, men want a woman to do nasty, vulgar things to them. <laughs> and he said, you know, do a surprise, like dress up in something, an outfit, like a nursing outfit or a French maid. And all, I thought to myself, Lord, if I've got on a French maid outfit, I know Chuck, he'd say, Lynn, get some spick and span. We're going to fix these baseboards that you hadn't washed the whole time we've lived here. I'm going to dust them, and then I want you to go over them with spick and span. And then just after I had ruined my back, after a day of doing the baseboard, then he would come up to me and try to... Mount me, I guess is what people say. Is that nasty? I'm sorry. I don't mean that. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. Well, that's biblical. I'm married. Um. Okay, so I'm going to go, well, Mass and Shooter wasn't exactly rock either, but I'm going to kind of go off uh, the beaten path here and go to a little more pop, and we're going to go with Richard Marks, If You Don't Want My Love. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Whether you like him or not, Richard Marks is one of the best songwriters of our generation. And in this song, the music is written by Richard Marks, but the lyrics are actually written by Fee Wable of the Tubes. The song was released on Repeat Offender, which is his second album that came out in 1989. Randy Jackson, yes, that Randy Jackson, is playing synth bass. It wasn't a single. Album already had six singles, with two of them going number one, by the way, but it could have been. Now, this song is really shit or get off the pot, right? And uh, the lyric kind of goes... But you've got to show me where you stand or drop my hand. If you don't want my love, tell me now because I'll survive. If you don't want my love, I'm sure that somebody else does tonight. So it's a really cool pop song. I'm surprised it didn't release it as a single, but it would have done well.
My fourth song is actually a really, really deep cut from Macaulay Schenker. So if you remember Robin Macaulay, Michael Schenker had a group for a little while. They lasted uh, three studio albums in four years. And this one actually came out in 1987. It was off of Perfect Timing. That's the album that has Give Me Your Love, which was a minor hit for them. They had Mitch Perry on guitar in that band. They had Rocky Newton on bass, this guy named Bodo Schaff on drums, and Steve Mann on keyboards. And the song is technically about somebody trying to find their way in life, but nobody giving them a chance. But it works for our topic because the lyric goes, get out, get out, get out. You're not welcome here. Get out, get out, get out. Am I making myself clear? So it worked for me. So that's why I used it. What did you think about these two songs? And had you ever heard these two songs? Yes, I have actually heard both of these songs. Uh, And, you know, I think probably you and I are more alike than not when it comes to what I would consider pop rock. So I'm a huge Richard Marks fan as well. I've seen him many, many times in concert. He always puts on a great show. I don't necessarily love the ballady Richard Marks, as you might assume, but live, he's pretty rocking. Like, he always has a killer band with him. And so, if you don't want my love, that's straight up kind of mid-tempo rocking Richard Marks. And I dig it. There's enough guitar in there. So, I dig that tune. That's a great record, by the way. Repeat Offender, so good. Uh, And then the Macaulay Schenker group, I have this uh, record as well. And Get Out, that's just a flat-out rocker. I mean, it's straight out of Michael Schenker's arsenal of type songs, and I dig it as well. And that also is a great album overall. So uh, those are two great songs. I love it. So before we go to a quick break, I want to tell you about two divorces that happened on February 14th. Now, think about it. Do divorce on February 14th. That's that's a little rough, okay? So believe it or not, Albert Einstein divorced Maliva Marek on February 14th, 1919, after 16 years of marriage. So they were married while he was doing the whole E equals MC squared thing. And part of their divorce settlement was future Nobel Prize money would go to the wife. Isn't that crazy? Well, he was a bit crazy, but yeah, it's always the geniuses that are uh, nuts. So I doubt he looked too much into the whole Valentine's Day thing. <laughs> yeah. The other one, Mike Tyson and Robin Givens officially called it quits on February 14th, 1989. 
their marriage lasted 53 weeks. Okay. <laughs> so while they're married, Tyson held the WBA, the WBC, and the IBF heavyweight championship belts. They get divorced. A year later, he loses all three belts. <laughs> yeah. Who didn't see that marriage not lasting forever? <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> How did he get Robin Givens anyway? <laughs> Go figure. Dude, getting divorced on, you know, there's a bunch of people who got married on Valentine's Day, but getting divorced on Valentine's Day, whoo, that's, you're trying to send a message right there. Yeah, that sounds very personal, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's enough of that craziness. A joke for you, the listener. A wife decides to take her husband, Dave, to an adult club for his birthday. They arrive at the club and the doorman says, hey, Dave, how you doing? So now his wife is a little puzzled and asks, have you been here before? Oh, no, says Dave. The doorman's on my bowling team. They finally get seated and a waitress asks Dave if he would like his usual drink, a Budweiser. So now Dave's wife is becoming increasingly uncomfortable and says, how did she know you drink Budweiser? Dave says, She's in the ladies' bowling league, honey. We share lanes with them. A few minutes later, a performer comes over to the table, throws her arms around Dave, and says, Hey, Davey, want your usual dance? Now Dave's wife is furious. She grabs her purse and storms out of the club. Dave runs out after her and spots her getting into a cab. Before she could slam the door on his hand, he jumps into the cab right beside her. He tries desperately to explain how the woman must have mistaken him for someone else, but his wife isn't buying any of it. She is screaming at the top of her lungs, calling him every name in the book. This goes on for a few seconds, and the cabbie turns his head and says, Geez, Dave, looks like you picked up a really feisty one tonight. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K.com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. All right, so we'll take a quick break out from this breakup episode of uh, the Growing Up Rock podcast and anti-love. And uh, we'll show you a little love and you can show us a little love. So you can't send Sonny and I a Valentine's Day card. Technically, I guess you could, but... What we would rather you do is go leave us a five-star review at Podchaser or Apple Podcast or whatever they're calling it these days. I mean, just go show us a little love. If you're digging the show and you listen to the show and we entertain you, take two minutes out and go leave us a review. If you don't know where to go leave us a review, if you look in your show notes, I put links in there. And all you got to do is click on them links and leave us a five-star review. Tell us how much you want us to be your Valentine's for the Valentine's Day. No, I'm just kidding. You probably don't want us as Valentine's Day. Anyway, <laughs> we would appreciate it if you guys did that. And you can always communicate with us by sending us an email, growinguprock at gmail.com. That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K at gmail.com. 
And you can always come over to the Loud Minority Facebook group, Growing Up Rock Loud Minority Facebook group. It's a private group where we shoot the shit, talk about episodes and talk about music in general. And you can join. We got a bunch of people in there that are cool and talk music. So join up. That's my public service announcement on this Valentine's Day 2022, Valentine's Day week, whatever it happens to be when you're listening to this. Now back to our show. So it's time for my third and fourth songs. And my third song, it's definitely a little left of center and not typical hard rock. But I have to think that this is one of my favorite breakup songs of all time. There's so much fun and so much humor in this song and just straight to the point, And I absolutely love it. And that is Song for the Dump by Ben Folds 5. Give me back my black t-shirt you bitch. Sonny, have you heard this song before? No. I get the message, <laughs> and this song absolutely blows. This song was unlistenable. This, I don't know who the hell Ben Fold Fives are or Folds Five or whatever the hell they're called. I will never listen to another song again. That song is so bad. I had no doubt in my mind at all when I picked a Ben Folds Five song that Sonny would not like Ben Folds Five, and that's okay. I don't care. I love Ben Folds Five. I like the first couple records mostly, and then some of their stuff just gets a little questionable for me. And then Ben Folds went out on him on his own, and some of his stuff is okay, but some of it's also questionable for me. But the first two records for me are great, and Song for the Dumped is on the second record, and it's just great. I just I dig this song. 
It's perfect for the breakup. Definitely had to be on my list. These cheeseheads have multiple records? Yeah, they got several records out. Good Lord. Why? Because <laughs> people love them. <laughs> oh. They even had a hit. Wow. <laughs> All right. So moving on to my fourth tune. Comes off an album from a band called The Poor. And this record is a solid record. They're from Australia. They're kind of a meat and potatoes type rock band. Uh, this is a song called Liar. Yeah, so this one had a little bit of a faster pussycat vibe to me. Am I hearing that wrong? Uh, I don't hear that. I mean, there it's possible. I guess there could be a little bit of that. It's it's just more straight ahead, like almost ACDC like. But it's an angry song. They're they're just <laughs> he's been wrong, so uh, he he doesn't believe anything his woman is telling him. That's a tough place to be. That is a land a relationship. That's for sure. Valentine's Day just passed not too long ago. Ladies, you like the flowers and chocolates? It's okay. Really what you want to know is your man's been thinking about you throughout the course of the day. Maybe he text messaged you or send you something nice. Fellas, you don't got to spend money on flowers and chocolates. Do what I do. Come home from work and knock the door off the hinges. And you look at your woman with a gaze in your eyes like you ain't ate in a week and she's a pork chop, right? And you go to her, and you pick her up, if you can. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself trying to do something you cannot do. <laughs> I 
maybe you're not as strong and virile as you used to be. Maybe she's not as light and petite as she used to be. And whatever you do, don't make that sound like, You push too hard, you be like, huh? And that's how I go too, you strain it. Your core is not together. You do have an option to walk her to the back room. And once you get back there, you make hot, passionate love to her all night long. Over five minutes, whichever come first. Because sometimes we're like, dun, 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 dun. And sometimes we're like, done. It don't work out. It don't work out. So my last song, I went to the Mighty White Snake. And what's interesting about this song is if you're just a casual White Snake fan, you might not even know this song exists. And the song is called You're Gonna Break My Heart Again. So technically, this is off the European version of the 87 album. And in the US, it was the B side of Still the Night single. So you got, you know, Coverdale and Sykes wrote the song, but on the song, you got Coverdale on vocals, you got Sykes on guitar, Neil Murray on bass, Ansley Dunsbar on drums, Don Erie on keyboards. I mean, hell, that's like superstars, right? Well, well written. And it kind of goes, You're gonna break my heart again. You never let me forget it. You're gonna break my heart again but you're going to live to regret it. It's one of those things where he keeps going back to the same chick and the same chick keeps breaking his heart and he's like done now. A great song. When was the last time you heard this song? Well, so let's talk about that for a minute. I don't consider myself a casual Whitesnake fan, but the catalog I have is the catalog I have. And, you know, I've got a lot of the records, but I'm not like Sonny and a completist on everything. I certainly don't have some of the earlier White Snake stuff, but starting it slided in, I pretty much have everything after that. But the 87 copy of White Snake that I have does not have this song on it. I looked at it. I'm like, what the hell is this tune? Why is this not on my album? And I looked at it and then I went to Spotify and sure enough on the reissue, it has this song on the reissue. And to be honest, I'm not sure I've ever heard this song. This may be the first time that I'm ever hearing this tune. I like this tune. I don't know how it escaped me, but I don't know this tune. To me, that 87 record is damn perfect. This song could have easily made the record. It would have still been perfect. There's a song called Sweet Lady Luck that could have made the song. It still would have been perfect. So even the outtakes, dude, Coverdale was on fire in 87. Yeah, I actually wish like this tune and maybe a couple of the others would have replaced some of the stuff on 87. I know that's sacrilege, but I just, I like this stuff a little bit better than a couple of the others. So it's just my personal preference, but you know, whatever.
last song now, i know that this is much more of a song that obviously would come from my friend across the way there hollywood but it came from me because i absolutely love the emotion in richie cotton's voice and this tune your lies definitely i can feel the emotion and it's still a it's not a ballad so it's a good like straight up richie cotton tune i dig this tune a lot so your lies by richie cotton
You know, I love Kotzen. This is a great song. It has some great lyrics. And I'm telling you, Richie can sing the hell out of Heartbreak. There is an album out there called Acoustic Cuts. It was released in 2003. And they're all acoustic songs, just him and his guitar. And there is stuff like Let's Say Goodbye, I Would, Where Did Our Love Go, Don't Ask, Hi, Change. I mean, there is some, if you are in a depressed mood, you can't even listen to this album because it would send you off the edge. But it will somber you up, and god damn, he is the king of anti-Valentine. I could have picked 80 Richie Kotzen songs, and they would have fit. That's why I didn't pick one. For as good of a guitar player Richie Kotzen is, and he's great, no doubt, I think that I appreciate his singing as much or more than his guitar playing. Because, I don't know, there's just something in his voice that is really sweet on my ears. I think it's a combination of the soulfulness, but also a little bit of the grittiness that he can get. And I like that a lot in a singer. And so, it's just a fantastic song. So, yeah, I'm glad I picked it versus something that would have been expected for you to pick. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. Oh, I can't wait to hear what Gene's song you've picked for us because everybody knows that Gene has heartbreak written all over his face. Yeah, and that's true because, dude, the historic moment, I could have went a lot of different ways because Kiss has wrote a bunch of songs about love, sex, partying, despair. I mean, we could have went with Love Em, Leave Em. We could have went with Burn, Bitch, Burn. But I went with a Gene track from 1989's Hot in the Shade. And Gene and Vinnie Pontia are right when they wrote this, because you know what? Sometimes love is a slap in the face.
I like this tune because it has a little bit of that old Kiss flavor in it. And, I, you know, I'm a little bit disappointed you didn't pick the Log in the Fireplace song. But this one, <laughs> because nothing's more romantic than a Log in the Fireplace. But... <laughs> But love loves a slap in the face. I dig this off a of hot in the shade. Yeah, it's a good song. You know, I could have done I Still Love You because that's kind of a little bit heartbreaking, you know. But uh, sometimes Paul is more into the love and a little bit less of the get the hell away from me. And Gene's a little bit more of the why the hell are you still here? Aren't we done? <laughs> yeah. And plus this song on Hot in the Shade comes right after Read My Body. So <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect song placement. After you read the body, you get the slap in the face. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So nice little episode, different take on uh, a normal topic that other people would do. Yeah. I'm just curious as to how many Valentine's Day shows we can go through and find a different spin on it. Like, so last year was the heart episode where we featured the band heart and went through that this year. We went the anti-direction next year. Should it be about like murder porn or something like that? What? Wow. <laughs> Too much. <laughs> I love you, Nicole, Steven. I don't know. <laughs> Why do you have to keep repeating you love your wife? Because <laughs> it's important that she knows. This is how I apologize. <laughs> I'm the guy I'm the guy that says I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? I don't know yet, but I'm sure I'm gonna do something. <laughs> Shouldn't I be the one apologizing? <laughs> Lord Nicole, please forgive me. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> happy valentine's everybody <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you haven't turned it off by now happy valentine's and uh <laughs> hug your significant other they deserve to be hugged hey hopefully this brought a smile to your face and you take it with a grain of salt it's all fun and games like i said Sonny and i couldn't be more happily married to our girls so it's all good hopefully you guys are enjoying your valentine's day week hopefully you didn't wait till the day of to try and get reservations at a uh, restaurant and hopefully you didn't uh, bring her something from the gas station as a present <laughs> wow what do you mean it's valentine's day there's nothing open but the quick trip <laughs> yeah fun all right cool well that's uh that's one in the books then we'll wrap that up and put a bow on it yeah thanks for listening and uh, jen i'm sorry if you got like a drumstick and a twix for valentine's day i don't know what she's getting for valentine's day well yes i do she's gonna be on mork with us so that's what she's getting i'll have to bring her breakfast in bed or something i don't know we got to get off the ship that day we're getting off the ship on uh, valentine's day aren't we yeah we did that uh three years ago i think yeah all right well we'll figure it out but anyway happy valentine's day people thanks for listening we will talk to you guys next week i guess see ya later get ready to shuffle rattle and roll play us out boys when i see her eyes look into my eyes then i realize that she could see inside my head so i close my eyes thinking that i could hide disassociate so i don't have to lose my head this situation is to agitation But she cut me off But it's been an amputation I don't know if I care I'm the jerk Life's not fair Fighting all the time This is out of line She loves me not Loves me not Do you realize I won't compromise She loves me not
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.